I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today's episode, I'm going to be joined by Dominic from Kershaw Knives, and he had chatted with us right after the first of the year and was telling us about some releases of new knives and products they have. And with summer, you know, right around the corner, we're going to be outdoors more, fishing, camping, things like that. I wanted to ask him what uh, what other knives and, and products they have that are just releasing. There's also a really cool uh, giveaway that they have going on. So you're definitely going to want to tune in. Before we get to it, though, I want to encourage you guys, make sure and head on over to our Discord. We're almost at 500 members on there, which is really cool. We started it, you know, about a year ago, a little less than a year. It's been really awesome to see it grow. The questions that you guys ask us, um, the suggestions that you have for episodes. It's a great place for all of us to be able to connect. I'm always on there, whether it's weekends, nights, chatting with you guys. You're going to see a, a link on the screen or a code on the screen and also a link down below. Just head on over. It's completely free to join. You'll find sections for Cummins, Duramax, Power Stroke, Technical Talk. There's a marketplace, general discussion, lots of different ways to be able to get your questions answered um, or, you know, ask, ask me a question and say, hey, can you get this person on the podcast? I'd like to know about this injector, this turbo, this transmission, and uh, I do my best to do that. Also, if you're looking to support the podcast even more, Patreon is a way that uh, allows you to participate You know, even deeper. You can be an executive producer for an episode. There's lots of perks that we have, and, and your support there goes a long way to helping us be able to grow the podcast, be it, whether it's you know, with equipment, um, things that we're doing with the website, just be able to build and, and continue to grow the podcast and deliver the content that you guys want to hear about. So your feedback there, as well as Discord, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, we appreciate all the support you guys have given us throughout the years. All right, let's get to today's episode with Dominic and learning what's new at Kershaw Knives. Dominic, welcome back to the Diesel Podcast. I had a, a lot of fun chatting with you the first time um, that that we talked, and there was a lot of a lot of feedback and and uh, things that we got from our listeners that were like, "Hey, I've been running a Kershaw knife for years, or this one, or that one," and I've been, you know, I follow you guys on Instagram and Facebook, and um, I saw that you guys have a lot of uh, new things coming up here. So I wanted to ask you, you know, what's recently come out? What are you guys getting ready to drop? What's uh, what's been new since we chatted last? Yeah, Patrick, thanks for having me back. Uh, really happy to be here and, and share some, uh, some info with your listeners. But, um, I, you know, I love hearing all the time from people like, oh, man, I don't I run everything only Kershaw. Like I've had a Kershaw since I was like 16, you know, and they'll, they'll pull it out and show me. I'm like, man, we haven't made that one in a while and it's still going. <laughs> I love hearing that type of stuff. Um, but, yeah, we just released um, a couple weeks ago our second year our second batch of products for the year. So we did release number one back in January. We just did release number two. Um, we did six new knives in that batch, plus a new keychain tool. I'm really stoked. I think uh, a lot of our fans, uh, this covered a wide range of knife enthusiasts and everyday users, as well as outdoors people. Um, we had a new premium version of our butterfly knife, the Lucha, which has been super popular. Um, the first model we did with the Lucha was really kind of a, a middle of the road, uh, really affordable price point in terms of the marketplace for butterfly knives, but it was a little heavy because we had to go steel and some, some, some more materials that necessarily aren't pricey to keep the, the, the price point reasonable. Um, and so what we did with this premium version is we did titanium handles, carbon fiber overlays. So it's a lot lighter. It flips a lot smoother. Um, and the, and that community seems to just be so excited about that at this point. And one of the things, um, 
that uh, that I struggled with when I was first getting into knives was <clears throat> the different types of blades still that are out there. And it's like I was overwhelmed. There was all these you know names and abbreviations and, and just so many things. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know which one I should look for, or what I should need. I wanted to see if you could give us like a quick rundown of, you know, what are some different types of blades or some different type of blade steel that, uh, you know, people will see when they're looking for a knife. And then, you know, what are the main differences between them? Definitely. That's a great question. You know, personally, I see with knife enthusiasts or just people that like to use knives on a daily basis kind of go through a progression with knife steel. Um, you know, we have everything from, you know, our, our entry level kind of budget friendly steels, which are um, generally the Chinese made steels that are like 8CR MOV 13. You know, the nice thing about that is it's very budget friendly. It's not super expensive. It can take, a you know, the same edge that a premium blade steel can. It just doesn't hold it as long. Um, so you do end up having to sharpen them more, but they sharpen really, really easily. Um, and then, you know, from there, I, I find that people generally, when they first kind of get into the knife market, they gravitate towards those because they're like, well, I don't know if I'm really going to end up carrying the knife every day. Yeah. It's really going to be a tool that I think I'll end up using all the time. And then as they find the usefulness of it and the convenience of having one every day, they're like, oh man, you know, I don't mind sharpening, but I wish I didn't have to do it as often. Right. Yeah. And so they kind of progress up those levels until they find something that kind of falls in their sweet spot, whether it be, you know, on the price point or, you know, how long it can hold an edge for what they do or how corrosion resistant it is. Um, so, yeah, I, just to go through them, 8CR generally is kind of our, our base steel for our, you know, our imported budget friendly models. Um, on the U.S. side, um, we actually helped it develop a proprietary steel that has actually spread across the marketplace now. It's our Sandvik steel, um, which is found on like our leak, our blur, things like that. Really good middle of the road. It'll hold an edge pretty well. Still has to be sharpened somewhat frequently, but not nearly as frequently as like 8CR does. Um, and it's and pretty corrosive resistant. So you could, you know, having a knife in your pocket, it's kind of a, a damp environment, right? Especially if you're working in the outdoors, you're sweating, there might, might be raining, things like that. It's going to be a little bit more corrosive resistant. So you don't get as many of those rust spots on the blade. Gotcha. Because even, even stainless steel can still rust, right? Right. <clears throat> so, uh, and then from there, you know, we have kind of our more premium, which, uh, um, we, we like to use a, uh, U.S. steel on all of our automatic models. That's CPM 154. Um, so you have a little bit more edge resistance on that. So it doesn't you don't have to sharpen it as often. But again, the trade off there is when you do go to sharpen it, it can be a little bit more difficult if you're not really, really familiar with what you're doing. That that, uh, that kind of reminded me of, of a question or something I've come across, too, is um, you know, when I do need to sharpen it and if you're not experienced, what are some, you know, what are some tips or some things that you would tell somebody that when they do get to that point, you know, they've been opening boxes, cutting open bags, you know, using it outdoors, using it every day, you know, how do you, how do you maintain that edge or, or what are some things people should pay attention to, to, you know, maintain their knife? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of great tools out there. Um, we just recently did a, a collaboration with a, a Kershaw fan on our YouTube channel um, that goes through um, some different methods of sharpening and different tools available and the advantages and kind of disadvantages of each of them. You know, we offer um, a really convenient, like on the go honing rod. Um, 
that you can use, you know, it, like for example, if you have HCR and you've been doing a lot of cutting that day and you're like, oh, it feels like I'm having to put a little bit more pressure on it. You can bust it out. You can keep it in the glove box of your truck or center console or something, give it five or six swipes on each side of the blade and boom, you're good to go again. That's, that's one of the nice things about HCR is that it's that simple. Um, you, you really couldn't achieve much with the premium steels using a portable um, honing rod like that. So uh, I would encourage people if they're interested in learning more about, you know, what different techniques and, and um, tools available, go to our YouTube channel um, and look at the knife sharpening video. We, we talk about whetstones, we talk about the honing rod, we talk about different aftermarket products out there um, that can get a really consistent angle um, every time. So you're getting the exact same edge every single time you sharpen versus when you're doing it by hand on a whetstone or a honing rod, you know, your, your angle is going to vary slightly. That was something where I, I was, uh, I was like, man, this is a whole new world out there. I never thought so much about, okay, how do I sharpen it? Um, what kind of steels are out there? It's, it, it's just been really cool and kind of a journey I've been on in, in getting into these, um, you know, things the last year or so it's just all the different choices, all the different things. And then I'm, I'm talking with, you know, my friends or diesel truck owners or just people in the industry and I'm, and you know, we have these things in common and it just opens up these conversations. And that's, what's been so cool about, uh, you know, learning more about Kershaw, the things that you guys are doing, the things that are releasing is just how many people I know that are carrying a knife every day and use it for work. They use it on the job site. And, um, you know, you'd mentioned the, the keychain tool. I wanted to learn a little bit more about that because I've been thinking for myself, like, you know, I may not need, you know, specifically, you know, a knife for opening boxes, but I need, I need something on me to, to do different things. And I know there's a lot of products that you guys have, but I wanted to learn more about the keychain. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we see pretty frequently, um, and I, you know, I'm guilty of this myself. I'm sure you've been guilty of it at times is, uh, you know, you're in a pinch and you're like, okay, I either need to tighten this screw or I need yeah. to pry open this paint can or something. And you're like, oh, I've got my knife on me. Let me just use that. Right. And you know, Sometimes you get lucky and you don't do anything to your knife, but you know, we see a lot of broken knife tips. We see a lot of broken edges from people trying to put the blade edge into a, you know, a flat head screw or things like that. It can work. I'm, I'm not going to say it won't because certainly I've done it myself and I know thousands of other people have done it as well, but you always want the risk of breaking it. And that, you know, that's not a intent tool. That's why we have, you know, actually quite an extensive line of keychain tools, everything that from something that's as small as the size of a key to, to things that are a little bit larger. Um, but the newest one that we came out with, it's really simple. It's actually the size, I would say, smaller than a house key. So it's not intrusive on your key ring. You know, I know um, carrying two phones, one for work, one for personal, my wallet, my pocket knife, you know, my carry pistol, pocket space and things like that can be really um, valuable. You don't have unlimited, even in cargo pants, right? So yeah. um, I like something smaller like this one that we just came out with is called the Recap. Uh, it is a small pry bar. It also is a small uh, flathead screwdriver tip, and it also is a bottle opener. Um, it's super lightweight, unintrusive, doesn't take up a lot of pocket real estate. And, you know, it's really inexpensive. I think the MSRP on it is like $8.99. So it's like you throw one of those on your keychain, and you really don't have any excuse to not use your blade for prying anymore. Yeah, that's that'll definitely fit a need. Because like you mentioned, I, I run into the same thing as I've got my wallet, I've got a phone, um, you know, I've got my keychain, I've got, you know, a carry pistol, I've got all this stuff on me. And I'm like, you know, 
any weight that I add or, or anything like that, it's just, I, I notice it right away. And there's sometimes, you know, I do need to pry something open or, you know, there, there, there's something I need to do. And I, I look at the knife and I'm like, you know, do I really want to put this blade into this screw head and start cranking on it and, and mess it up? No, I don't. But, you know, a lot of the things that are out there on the market, they're just, they, they just look bulky to me. And that's why I haven't, haven't gotten one yet is, you know, I just don't want to, I don't, I don't want to add more weight to you know, what I'm walking around with every day. For sure. You know, and uh, I guess that's one of the nice things if you do stick with buying more of the budget-friendly entry-level models, if you break them, they, you know, it's, it's not as big of a deal. But, you know, as we said, as you kind of move, progress through that, that ownership in pocket knives, they get more expensive. And, you know, you're pulling out of your pocket a $100 knife and, you're, and then, you know, one small decision and you break it, you're like, oh, no, I just tossed a $100 bill out the window possibly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's – it's uh... – I think that's something that a lot of people are going to, um, it's going to resonate with them. Cause we, you know, we struggle with that, um, with the, you know, with the releases that you guys have, have done recently, you know, and coming up, what kind of feedback are you guys getting from people out there? What, what are, you know, how did, how did things, you know, when they released, we chatted the first time, um, you know, what were people really excited about? What are some, some things they're like, Hey, can you guys do this? Or can you guys do that? Or, you know, what's, uh, you know, what, what, what's the market saying? Yeah. You know, um, one of the real things, the positive things that Kershaw has going for it, um, is that we really strive to, to have something for everyone. There's a lot of different preferences in the knife world. Um, some people love assisted opening knives and, you know, we really changed the marketplace back in the mid nineties with assisted openers. Um, but I think as a lot of people kind of, as I talked about progress through that knife journey, some of them veer off and they're like, I like the feel of a manual action. I like to be able to fidget with it, you know? Um, and so in this release, I feel like we did a great job of offering again, something for everyone. We have the butterfly knife, um, which itself is a niche market, but those, those are passionate fans. Right. And then we have um, our cargo and our debris, which are two manual opening um, mid locks. Um, they have a really, if, if anybody that's listening knows the leak really well, I would think of it like the leak, but it's a manual opening. So it doesn't have assisted opening, but it has that same thin handle structure to it, really thin blade stock, really lightweight, and it's got a great textured grip. It, it's glass-filled nylon, but it, the, uh, the texture in the grip is kind of has diamonds going multi-directionally. So whether you're kind of doing a push cut and your thumbs kind of pushing forward in the handle, you have really great grip. Whether you're doing a pull cut, the same thing. If you're pulling your kind of your hand against the handle, you have the same grip that you would be pushing. Um, and we have that, the cargo and the debris come in two different sizes, but they they look identical otherwise. Um, and then we have a karambit, uh, which is really the, um, one of the newer kind of um, knife styles that we've kind of entered into. They're really tactical kind of self-defense. There's a lot of people that, uh, you know, do, do mixed martial arts or do self-defense courses. They, this is a really popular style of knife for them because um, they deploy really fast. They have um, a ring on the end of them so that you can, you can spin grip holds really fast. You can go from a defensive posture to an uh, aggressive posture with the knife really quickly. Um, it has a really aggressive hawk bill blade shape. And so uh, to describe to that, somebody that can't see it right now, think of about like a like a hawk, right? Or an eagle. They have a really curved and then pointy bill 
And that's exactly how this blade shape looks like. But you don't have to be into, into tactical things to enjoy that type of blade shape because it's really utilitarian. You know, it cuts boxes really well. It cuts rope really well because generally knife blades kind of sweep up. And when you're cutting certain things, as the knife blade slices through it, the object can roll off the top. Whereas a hawk bill goes the other way, it traps whatever you're cutting. You know, so if you're trying to slice rope real fast, you're trying to cut a hard plastic, you don't get, you know, sometimes, um, you know, it can create a dangerous situation when you're sliding off of that with a lot of pressure behind it. And the hawk bill helps prevent that because it traps the, whatever you're cutting within the blade. That makes a lot of sense that, um, you know, I was just thinking when you mentioned that there are certain knife owners that are real passionate about a, a particular style of knife is I was thinking about diesel trucks and it's like, you know, we, it, we have people that listen who are hardcore power stroke fans or, or Duramax fans or Cummins fans. And that's what they pay attention to. That's, that's, you know, where all their attention, their money, their investment, you know, is going to it. And I wanted to ask you in the knife world, is it kind of like that as well? When you, when, when somebody finds a particular style that they like, do they tend to stay there or is it just, they're knife fans. They're going to buy everything that, you know, is, is in the, it, 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 like just in the product line or does it, you know, does it vary? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, there certainly are collectors out there that buy a wide range of things simply because they want the whole catalog. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to like what I call a knife enthusiast, somebody that carries a knife every day because of the utilitarian purpose of it, but also just enjoys having a nice piece of, uh, some people call it pocket jewelry with them, but just, a, you know, a nice accessory piece. You know, some people like nice watches. Some people like, you know, nice jewelry. Some people like nice knives. Um, when it comes to people like that, I think a lot of times you'll see them when they enter, like we talked about, they kind of stick towards the lower end models. Then they kind of get passionate about it and they move into uh, the knife enthusiast category, which is typically your higher end premium materials like, you know, titanium or carbon fiber handles, high end blade steel. And then we often find that they, they prefer non-assisted models. Um, it's like, you know, if you have a sports car, do you really want an automatic transmission if you're really a sports car guy? <laughs> Maybe, but a lot of times you want to be one with the car and you like a manual transmission. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so and I kind of relate it like that. It's, you know, you feel more in control of the knife, you feel um, there's more room for kind of high end manufacturing, uh, and things like that. So certainly, absolutely, um, people kind of find their niche in the knife world, and, and tend to stick within that. Certainly, there is some crossover, some guys will, you know, they'll be willing to accept and assisted opener, even if that's not their preference, because they love the way it looks. and they love the other materials. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, I've noticed with myself, I, I, well, there's two things that really grab me. One is how the knife looks and <clears throat> the aesthetics of it, but you had mentioned, like, you know, grip material and different things like that. I have found, you know, things it, it's so important. Like it might look cool, but how does it feel? And I, I've, in my experience, you know, found some designs or materials where, it just doesn't, it doesn't, you know, feel good in the hand and then other ones feel, you know, great. And I think that's one of the toughest things 
um, you know, when I'm online and, you know, I'm, I'm looking at a website or I'm, I'm shopping for something is trying to understand how is this knife going to, you know, feel in my hand or, you know, what kind of traction am I going to get on it? And, you know, when you guys are, are, are designing something, you know, how, what, what, what goes into that part of it? Just the feel of it that, you know, when somebody's using it, it has that positive traction. It just feels good. You feel like you have control of, of, of the knife itself. Yeah, definitely. There's, there's definitely a lot of thought that goes in that, you know, for example, the two new fixed blade knives that we just came out with, um, you know, something like that, you wouldn't want a slick, smooth surface for the handle. Um, because generally, you know, those are geared towards more outdoors people, whether it be hikers, campers, hunters, anglers, things like that. And, and you're in any environment with that, you know, as a hunter, your hand might be bloody, um, you know, cause you're, you're processing animals. So you want something that's got a lot of grip to it in all conditions, right? Yeah. So that's something we take into consideration. What's the intended kind of uh, use for this, this particular model and what materials suit that best? Um, you know, on the enthusiast side of things, like you said, a lot of it is about looks. It's a lot of it is about, you know, the action of the knife. Um, and so the texture itself on the handle may not be the main thing that we focus on versus something that we intend probably would be more utilized in a utilitarian standpoint, you know, um, by a tradesperson or, you know, something like that. Again, okay, we probably need some more grip on this handle. So maybe aluminum is not the best thing. Maybe we, or if it is, you know, maybe we put an, a, you know, a, a, a traction insert in there or something like that. Gotcha. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. And, and that's kind of the journey that I'm on is, you know, I haven't really been into knives that long i'm not necessarily a beginner but i'm still trying to find you know where where's my my lane where's my niche what are the things that i really like so i look at everything and it's it's uh it's not as overwhelming as it was in the beginning for me because i would um you know go on a website and i see thousands of knives and i don't know what i'm supposed to be looking for i don't know what kind of you know blade steel i need i don't know what blade length you know what kind of blade shape and you know i'm still trying to find you know my niche and like i said just from you know chatting with people and uh you know and automotive friends that i have you know we're into these things and some of them are you know more progressed in it and they know exactly what they want they know exactly the blade shape and and they've had the same knife for 20 years or 10 years or something like that and i'm kind of the new kid on the block with hey i just got this you know this new one and you know i really like it so it's it's really kind of cool to to hear that that journey and understand the enthusiasm of it because that's why you know people listen to the diesel podcast is they're passionate about their trucks they're passionate about you know either where it came from what they've done to it how they use it um you know if it makes some money because they have a construction company or hot shotting so i see a lot of synergy there yeah absolutely and i would say just to give maybe a little piece of advice to people listening that are starting that journey you know, don't be afraid to start small, you know, and not necessarily in terms of the pocket knife itself, but in terms of budget standpoint, you know, because it may not be ultimately where you land in the knife world, um, but it'll get you a good idea of what you maybe like and don't like. And so we often see people start with assisted opening because um, you're just not sure, you know, like, okay, how do I make sure that I can open this knife every time consistently and make sure it has good lockup? where assisted takes all of that out of the equation, just like an automatic transmission does. You push the gas pedal, the car goes, you hit the brake, it stops, you know? um, So I would say start with, you know, an inexpensive 
uh, assisted opener, um, and then just kind of understand that when you get it, it's going to be a learning process and, and then kind of take away what you like, what you don't like, and apply that to the next purchase. That's what I really like about what Kershaw does in, in the product line, how it's it's scaled no matter where you're at in this process. And <clears throat> when I started, I I did it the opposite way. I just asked people, hey, you know, what kind of, you know, what brand or what knife do you like? <clears throat> and I just went and bought it. And now it sits in, on the corner of my desk and I never use it. And every time I look at, you know, what this, it, it just wasn't for me, but I spent, you know, a decent amount of money on it. And because, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know like all the options that, that you guys had. So, you know, somebody just said, Hey, this brand X, this is what I've used. I've used it forever. And it's just, I just see dollar bills or hundred dollar bills yeah. sitting on the end of, <laughs> end of this desk. So I really like how you guys do that. And there's, you know, there's entry level, there's people who are collectors, no matter what it is, there's something in your product line for somebody. Absolutely. That's, that's one of the biggest things we strive for outside of the fact of always offering a quality value packed product backed by, you know, our limited lifetime warranty is we want, it doesn't matter whether, you know, a job part-time coming out of high school and you want to get into construction or, you know, you're, you're managerial level and you work in an office. We want something that fits what you want in terms of, you know, the technology you want, the action that you want and the price point you can afford. So we have a really wide catalog and yeah, it can be overwhelming because of that, but you know, there is purpose there. We want something for everyone. And, and we really, really uh, take pride in being able to do that. Now we, you guys have something coming up right about the time this podcast, uh, you know, goes live, you guys have something that's getting ready to drop. And I wanted to have you chat with us and our audience a little bit about it. So people who listen to diesel podcasts, you know, they can jump in on it and, and, uh, you know, be aware of, of the promotion you guys have going on. Yeah. So, uh, when this drops, I think it'll already be live. What we do occasionally a few times a year, um, is we'll do a limited edition drop exclusively on our website, kershawknives.com. It's called our uh, factory special series. So it's a variation of an existing production model um, with some unique features. So in this case, it's um, a variation on the leak. Uh, it's uh, the 1660 digital gray. So it's got a, a hydro dip kind of dark digital gray camo pattern on the handle. Um, it has a nice black wash finish. Uh, obviously our assisted opening mechanism and our Sandvik steel, um, it's going to go for $60 uh, retail on our website, um, limited quantities. They generally sell out within two, three days. Um, they're great. Collectors love these things because, uh, you know, it's, it's a unique piece that you just can't find at the store. Um, and as well, people, you know, that, that are looking for a new everyday carry, sometimes it strikes their fancy, whether it be, you know, the material that we used in the handle, like we talked about, or the blade steel or blade finish. And so, um, yeah, check it out. It comes with special packaging. Um, it, they're, they're great conversation pieces with your other knife friends and things like that. And plus you're getting a lot of value in it. You're not paying an exorbitant amount of money because it's a limited edition. It's on par with the regular knife price. That's really cool. Cause a lot of times things like that, even if it's not knives, it can be, you know, other, other types of items, whenever it's limited edition, it, it has that premium, you know, kind of price to it. And it, uh, you know, I, I know, I know I found myself, I'll hesitate a little bit and I'll go, do I really want to spend all that money on this particular thing? And so for something to be able to, you know, hit that, that price point where, you know, we want something unique, uh, our friend's 
you know may or may not have it is something that, that you know it's really cool like that i i think i think that's uh that's going to be awesome and you know as far as being able to see when you guys are dropping like this limited edition um you know knives or you guys have a promotion going on or, or something new is just coming to market where's the best place for people to be able to see it is it youtube is it you know instagram um you know where should people go and follow you guys yeah so uh you know email subscription is a great way to do it that way you don't have to constantly you know check instagram or facebook or youtube things like that we'll we'll let you know when we're dropping a limited edition or whether there's a discount code or anything like that available we do we do promotions like that um i'd say you know once every other month or so um whether it be just a discount on a particular model or site-wide things like that but uh if you you know if you're on social media and you like to engage with brands that you're fans of instagram is is our most popular um channel but we're on facebook we're on twitter we're on youtube uh we do create content specific to um those channels but i would say our, our biggest platform is instagram we I mean, we love engaging with fans on there uh, we try and you know reply to comments as best we can reply to dms and and really take feedback that we get there to heart I see that a lot. Yeah. On, on your guys' Instagram, people ask a question and you guys answer it for them. And it's really cool to see a company do that because when I think of Kershaw, I think of this, this big company, this industry leader. And, you know, a lot of times, even, you know, in automotive, I don't necessarily see Ford or GM or Ram replying to somebody's comment on Instagram or answering their question. And so, you know, to see you guys do it, it just, it, it, it's really cool. And I think it gives us as, you know, consumers, confidence that you guys are listening you know to us to to the the feedback we might have the things that we want and you know it creates that relationship between the company and the you know ultimately the buyer you know or the consumer where you know if i have a question or i need help with something i know you guys are there and, and are willing to answer and that's that's what i hear from people when you know when i'm chatting knives and and people talk about kershaw is is you know specifically that so i know people out there definitely appreciate it and it's it's something that uh you know is really really important you know when we're getting into knives and investing and you know i'm looking at my collection and i'm like I've spent a lot of money on this so far, you know, relatively speaking, I'm sure people have spent a ton, but I can see it growing and, and I see, I see the investment in it. So it's always, it's always a blast to chat with you, Dominic, and, uh, and, uh, you know, learn more and, you know, the, the information, the things that, uh, we chat about helps me on my, you know, kind of personal journey of collecting and looking at things and, and buying things. So I appreciate your, your time today chatting with us and, uh, you know, letting our audience know some new products you guys have and, and also this limited edition run that you guys are, are doing. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm glad to be here and, and always glad to talk knives and, um, truck driver myself, not a diesel, you know, <laughs> F-150, but I love trucks too. I, 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 I use mine very, very well. So. Yeah. It's the, the, the truck, <clears throat> you know, I, I found the reason that I originally got into trucks was just, I needed the utility of it. And that's the thing with knives that I find as well is it's the utility of it. And yeah. you know, whether it's something I carry in my pocket or I'm opening boxes or, or whatever else there's, there's so much crossover between the two. And that's, that's what I enjoy, you know, learning about. So, you know, we'll, we'll keep working on you and, uh, maybe get you into a power stroke or Cummins or Duramax one day <laughs> and talk about, uh, talk about a build that you got. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was really, uh, really cool chatting with you today and, and learning more. Yeah. I love it. Thanks for having me on and, uh, happy to share all our information with all your listeners.
Don't forget, Diesel fans, make sure and head on over to our Discord. You're going to find a link down below to join. It's completely free. also want to give a shout-out to some of our Patreon supporters, Texas Diesel Supply, Wrights Diesel Services, Caleb, Tyler Lowen, and 23 Diesel. We appreciate them and all of our other Patreon members, our, our Discord members, all of you that have followed us since 2016 with the support um, that you've given us um, You know, with guests that you want to hear about or topics that you're not hearing anywhere else that you'd like us to be able to get a guest on and speak with them, you know, whether it's about EPA stuff, emission law, uh, new turbos, new transmissions, electric vehicles, whatever it be, we appreciate your support. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.